One of the few advantages that India has over England is a certain great knowability. After five years' service, a man is directly or indirectly acquainted with the two or three hundred civilians in his province, all the messes of ten or twelve regiments and batteries, and some fifteen hundred other people of the non-official castes. In ten years, his knowledge should be doubled, and at the end of twenty he knows or knows something about almost every Englishman in the empire, and may travel anywhere and everywhere without paying hotel bills. Globetrotters who expect entertainment as a right have, even within my memory, blunted this open-heartedness. But nonetheless, today, if you belong to the inner circle, and are neither a bear nor a black sheep, all houses are open to you, and our small world is very kind and helpful. Riquet of Camartha stayed with Polder of Kumaon some fifteen years ago. He meant to stay two nights only, but was knocked down by rheumatic fever, and for six weeks disorganized Polder's establishment, stopped Polder's work, and nearly died in Polder's bedroom. Polder believes as though he had been placed under eternal obligation by Riquette, and yearly sends the little Riquettes a box of presents and toys. It is the same everywhere. The men who do not take the trouble to conceal from you that their opinion that you are an incompetent ass, and the women who blacken your character and misunderstand your wife's amusements, will work themselves to the bone in your behalf if you fall sick or into serious trouble. Heatherly, the doctor, kept in addition to his regular practice a hospital on his private account, an arrangement of loose boxes for incurables, his friends called it, but it was really a sort of fitting-up shed for craft that had been damaged by stress of weather. The weather in India is often sultry, and since the tale of bricks is a fixed quantity, and the only liberty allowed is permission to work overtime and get no thanks, men occasionally break down and become as mixed as the metaphors in this sentence. Heatherly is the nicest doctor that ever was, and his invariable prescription to all his patients is lie low, go slow, and keep cool. He says that more men are killed by overwork than the importance of this world justifies. He maintains that overwork slew Panse, who died under his hands about three years ago. He has, of course, the right to speak authoritatively, and he laughs at my theory that there was a crack in Panse's head, and a little bit of the dark world came through and pressed him to death. Panse went off the handle, says Heatherly, after the stimulus of long leave at home. He may or he may not have behaved like a blackguard to Mrs. Keith Wessington. My notion is that the work of the Katabundi settlement ran him off his legs, and that he took to brooding and making much of an ordinary P&O flirtation. He certainly was engaged to Miss Mannering, and she certainly broke off the engagement. Then he took a feverish chill, and all that nonsense about ghosts developed itself. Overwork started his illness, kept it alight, and killed him, poor devil. Write him off to the system. One man to do the work of two and a half men. I do not believe this. I used to sit up with Panse sometimes, when Heatherly was called out to visit patients, and I happened to be within claim. The man would make me most unhappy by describing in a low, even voice the procession of men, women, children, and devils that was always passing at the bottom of his bed. He had a sick man's command of language. 
When he recovered, I suggested that he should write out the whole affair from beginning to end, knowing that ink might assist him to ease his mind. When little boys have learned a new bad word, they are never happy till they have chalked it up on a door. And this also is literature. He was in a high fever when he was writing, and the blood-and-thunder magazine style he adopted did not calm him. Two months afterwards, he was reported fit for duty, but, in spite of the fact that he was urgently needed to help an unmanned commission stagger through a deficit, he preferred to die, vowing at the last that he was hag-ridden. I secured his manuscript before he died, and this is his version of the affair, dated 1885.